Hi everyone, welcome to my channel. This is the part 3 of the 3 part series that I'm doing on full moon in Gemini as well as Venus retrograde and how we are closing 2021 and how we are together ushering in 2022. Today in the part 3, I'm going to cover a little bit about the health aspects that are coming as a result of the inconjunction that is in play as well as the Saturn square Uranus that we are about to experience. I'll also talk about the global events that are happening as a result of that and lastly we will cover the element of atonement that is embedded in this full moon that you and I need to go through. First, let's quickly cover the health aspects and this is not medical advice. This is my experience looking at astrological aspects as well as looking at how usually they are described in health context. The first thing to understand is that in conjunction is a very key health aspects. Whenever you have in conjunction either in your natal chart or you see them as transits, you would experience some health issues or health issues linked to lack of adaptation at that time. There's a deficiency that is usually highlighted whenever we have in conjunction and with Venus in conjunct moon, there is a feeling of uh, love denied in some ways and it could be self-love which is denied. Uh, but us not feeling enough loved and nurtured when Moon and Venus are in, in conjunction with each other. And I'll describe the aspect in a little bit, but this is uh, a key key issue of not adapting to a change. And in that lack of adaptation, somehow feeling not supported in the change as well not supported in terms of feeling loved and nurtured. Sometimes when Moon and Venus they are together and in conjunction we are expecting too much from one person. We are expecting both emotional support as well as uh, the traditional love from the same person. So there's a little bit of element of imbalance in a relationship or imbalance in our ask of a relationship. Uh, which shows up when these two planets are in conjunct with each other and it becomes like a pressure cooker situation within our body where the in conjunction creates a little bit of pressure within our body and then the pressure has to go somewhere and it usually gets directed to one of the organs which are weak in that aspect at that time. In conjunction creates a body which is not absorbing anything appropriately. It is not absorbing nutrition appropriately and nutritional absorption usually becomes lower when you are under stress as well or under pressure as well. So there is generally a deficiency which is created in the body which shows up in a person feeling extremely hungry because it's not you trying to just hog during holiday time. This is your body trying to compensate in some ways for a nutritional a deficiency that it's experiencing because it is not able to get enough nutrition at this time. It's not absorbing nutrition appropriately and it can show up as an enormous appetite and enormous appetite also comes when Venus is retrograde. Venus rules sugar. It it comes with sweet tooth. So when uh, Venus and Moon are together, which they are right now, you feel extremely hungry for something in your life and that hunger is usually not for food it is for something else but it is showing up as food and it is compensated as food this is not medical advice but vitamin b2 is found to be helpful in this situation you should always consult your health practitioner or you can look at natural sources of vitamin b2 
to compensate through. An aspect that can impact health at this time is the Venus-Pluto conjunction. Venus-Pluto conjunction, usually Venus rules our kidneys. Pluto is mutation. So something which is mutating, which is changing a rebirth, which is happening in our life, it can create a pressure on the kidneys. And kidney issues or kidneys weakness um, physically can be seen as edema, in the body, the holding, retaining water, especially around the knees, um, essentially, if it's happening. Uh, of course, you should consult your medical practitioner or a trained uh, medical doctor for any of those conditions. But this is a key significator when Venus Pluto is creating a pressure on our kidneys at this time. Pluto in Capricorn, it comes with issues of kidney stones and gallbladder stones which are created. Uh, edema would be a key indicator that the uh, kidneys are under pressure. Venus is also a key significator of vitamin E because it rules the skin and the softness of the skin. So when Venus, Venus Pluto are together, there's a mutation of the nature of our skin in some ways, the skin that we wear. And vitamin E deficiency is significated sometimes when these two are together, which can just come as dryness of the skin or sometimes uh, stress-linked skin issues uh, which need sulfur or another tropical treatment can show up with this. Pluto in Capricorn rules pituitary glands uh, which generate hormones. So when moon conjunction is there, uh, sometimes the hormonal ups and downs show up and they show up on the skin as a result of that. So that's the kidney uh, and the skin related with Venus Pluto. The third aspect which is in play right now which can have health impact is Saturn square Uranus and this is something that we have played with throughout this year. So it is not a new feeling or a new sensation within our body but when this aspect becomes exact sometimes the body gets a little bit of uh, uh, you know on an overdrive with this Saturn square Uranus vibrates your body at a different frequency so it feels as we have discussed before in our nerves you feel it in your nerves there's a build-up in our nerves and it can come as nerves related pains or spasm or jerking or twitching of the muscles or stress impacting immune system or nervousness in general can be a little bit high whatever calms your nerves is critical to have because it will help your health in turn uh, for me personally i take magnesium uh, because i am uranus dominant so coffee is is like i i definitely have it but i need to have magnesium with it because coffee depletes magnesium in your body I personally use magnesium and I use bark remedies. This is not medical advice, just sharing what I do. Uh, and you, you should look at your own personal situation to decide what works for you, what not. But these are the things medically, uh, uh, astrologically, which are significated uh, in terms of medical conditions or health related. I'll move to the global events now. One of the key things that Venus retrograde this year is coming with is the Pluto return of United States. As, you, as we have discussed, if you've been following me for a while, Pluto return of United States would be exact in February 2022. And this is not an event which happens on a specific date. The build-up to Pluto transit, Pluto return, like any other Pluto transit, is spread over close to three to four years. It's a three to four years period. But when it becomes exact, which it would in February, 
it's like a midpoint of that process, a midpoint of a death rebirth process of a country where a lot of things on a, on the way to it have built up to create that situation of rebirth. And then the period following it is the period of rebirth normally in my view. So things will intensify on the build up to February 2022. Whole of 2022, pretty much Pluto return will be exact for United States. Now Venus retrograde is happening right at the threshold of this aspect going exact. As we discussed in part one, Venus retrograde comes at a threshold when you're about to make an important choice when you're about to make an important decision. So there might be an important choice or critical decision that needs to be made in December or January, which impacts the Pluto return of United States, which has to do, de de deal with its financial abundance. Pluto in United States chart, looking at the whole signs, sits in second house of finances, second house of debt, loans, sources of income, and the natural resources of the country. So when Pluto return happens in that house, there is a rebirth of financial position of that country, of the currency and the prosperity of the country and the elements of resources, natural resources of the country, as well as what are the uh, sources of income of that country, which goes through a rebirth. Uh, Venus also deals with entertainment industry. So Venus, Pluto combined together, sometimes the entertainment, hotel, restaurant, uh, industry, cosmetic, fashion industry, it goes through a rebirth as well um, for the country. Social entertainment side of the nation goes through a rebirth and there is sometimes resources, either the social entertainment is used for power play or sometimes the resources and the currency of the country is used for power play. And that is very common with the United States. United States has always used currency as a political tool, a diplomatic a diplomacy uh, rule, uh, like inhibiting the access to the currency to place sanctions on other countries. So using currency as a tool to yield power over other uh, nations or in diplomatic relationships is what Venus Pluto signifies. And when Venus Pluto is together during a retrograde, there might be a decision, a critical decision uh, to use currency as a tool, as a diplomatic tool to dominate another country or to yield its power in the world. The other way this can play out Venus retrograde in second house is all of a country is always to do with its financial condition itself, its own domestic financial condition. So there could be a financial issue that can come to light. As I said, Pluto in second house comes with a rebirth of the financial position of the country. So there might be a financial issue uh, linked with um, uh, linked with its own domestic affairs that can come into focus as well. Venus also rules harmony and social um, unrest when Venus is not in a good position, when Venus is going through this debauchery phase, which happens during Venus retrograde, it is a point of social um, unrest sometimes in a country. So if it is going back and forth 
in general there is some amount of social unrest that comes in which is also shown by saturn uranus square so there will be some amount of discord or some amount of social unrest that can come with venus retrograde venus rules diploma diplomacy so when venus is retrograde there are diplomatic issues internationally that comes into play and with pluto over there you can find that there will be some amount of power plays which will show up on a global basis uh, which might be in play as i mentioned before the influence of the solar eclipse that we just had was conjunct the warrior star antares which fell on the ascendant of united states it signifies a warlike situation so there's normally a, a warlike situation wars are not fought in the same way as i mentioned and with venus the wars can be economically fought can be fought using currencies essentially in conjunction of 28th of december would be a key point in my view for united states that could be a point where there might be a need for compromise even in our personal situations you'll find that 28th of december will come with a need to compromise which can come with some unexpected actions on a global basis this full moon activates the super giant red star betelgeuse i had to look up the pronunciation i thought it's betel betelgeuse but no it's it's betelgeuse with the nature of mars and mercury um, essentially so mars and mercury is words which are rash words that are sharp in nature so uh, there will be certain words in my view uh, which is which are going to be said there it's a it's a very genius star it is a, it is a very beneficial star in terms of sharpness of the mind but it also comes with sharpness of the tongue so ingenuity or some sort of insight which is not wrapped in soft wrapper some words which might be true which might be a brilliant insight but they will not be said in a soft manner could come up war is considered to be presaged by the star war and carnage in some ways unfortunately comes with the star so at a time when venus is going retrograde conjunct the power struggle aspect of pluto we can expect some words which are very very powerful transformative and too quick to to be taken back which can be said on a diplomacy matter globally and we can expect those words to have a more dramatic impact than normally would this star though is a very powerful star for success as i said it comes with ingenuity of the mind so one's work with words that is done which lives beyond them you can do some amount of creative work which goes beyond uh, your your living time can be created at this time an opportunity for immortality through the words that you write and the works that you create in the acumen of your mind it can be achieved with it it's a star of fame and success through ingenuity ingenuity of the mind through the brilliance of the mind and the words that you speak so some of the best creative works uh, can be created with this star being activated during venus retrograde uh, which is a very very good creative time um the full moon was also trying jupiter it brings an expansive opportunity which we have been pursuing sometimes to culmination betelgeuse is a is a very very powerful star for success so if there was a opportunity you have been working on for a while it can come to simple success without any complications it can suddenly come through with this and this is raw talent being rewarded 
or talents which are used to bring joy a different kind of success it brings immense amount of joy and comfort to others and it lives beyond the life of the person this normally comes with natural charisma the star comes with natural charisma it sits on the son of Boris Johnson so sometimes the star can be used for a con man as well it's a charm and charisma that can be used for either charming people or conning people you can decide Boris Johnson is doing what but uh, it's, it's, since it sits on his son it would of course uh, be a key key factor for his future when it comes to his uh, career and his position as as the head of the country with everything Gemini it's a dual energy we can use the star in dual way but it does have huge huge it comes with huge energy mass mercury is powerful words powerful words which can change your destiny which can change your way which can change the success of something that you've been working on for a long time and it comes with simple success there is not a complicated way of going about it you simply do what you were meant to do but just now with this positioning it goes through but it does precede some sort of war and carnage unfortunately on a global basis so there's normally an event that comes with it and the period from 9th to 18th of January globally will be very very volatile it's the period minds used to use to go to war leaders usually fail or they resign at that time normally or they do something which i said in the previous version is not considered to be the most uh, you know intelligent thing to do they normally mess up in some ways and that usually happens around the heliacal rising which is 9th to 18th of january uranus will also be going direct on 18th of january so it will be a very very volatile times when a lot of held up shifts and sudden shifts which were held up for a long time they might come through and they don't have to be negative generally they could just be events that have to happen but they happen with a snap they happen suddenly at that moment and the initiation of that volatile period we can see from next week itself when saturn square uranus happens and it will become exact on 24th of december we'll experience saturn square uranus all the way till february and you know the classic saturn square uranus people who want to have a certain kind of regulations and rules is saturn saturn is order uranus is freedom so this fight between rules and need for freedom they will be at conflict with each other and they always comes with it always comes with protests it's always it always comes with people having an issue with their rights being impinged it always comes with cryptocurrency news which is a significator of uranus and saturn is the rules on cryptocurrency it always comes normally with the news on rules on cryptocurrency it also is the aspect which has been at play throughout 2021 for us to give birth to our madness our mad idea that we've been working on throughout 2021 giving a formal structure to that so you and i would be working on giving a formal structure to that which in my view will be the outcome of the february new moon that's happening in aquarius which will be conjunct saturn squaring uranus so it is the physical outcome of all this madness you and i have experienced throughout 2021 or some sort of ahead of time idea that you have been trying to break through with throughout 2021 february 2021 uh, sorry february 2022 a uh, new moon in aquarius which happens in the early part of february after the retrogrades finally gives an outcome of that idea that you might have been working on back and forth or ahead of time 
product that you might have been working on throughout 2021. I gave the description by sign of sand and square Uranus. I'll link it below in the description for you to access so you can look at for your own zodiac sign what sand and square Uranus was supposed to give us or what we were supposed to create with it. But that's what I think, it, you know, this volatility is the triggering point. I think this aspect is the triggering point of it. Uh, sometimes there are there's some things which have been building up for a while and you need something very little to to spark that up and that's what usually comes with this outcome and the last aspect of Saturn square uranus 28th of december as i said is the other uh, key aspect just following Saturn square uranus on 24th of december 28th of december is when mars meets the war star Antares with a need for compromise and an out of the blue action that might rattle us a little bit. And we can expect that not just on 28th of December, but the days leading up to it. So I think this all could be experienced around 24th, around Christmas. And as I mentioned, Venus-Pluto conjunction is also exact around that time. So around Christmas, there could be a I think a surprising even sometimes this is a physical violence that happens um, around Christmas, uh, unfortunately, I'm sorry to say this, but the aspects do look very volatile at that time. And 28th of December would be key. We would have Mars at the fulcrum of Yod formed with transit Uranus and Sun of United States. So this could be very, very key for, for US in my view. Significant, unexpected, disruptive event can happen around 28th of December. Mars on the fulcrum is a symbol of violence, of war, of combat, of military impulsive, or of choosing to fight a cause. And we can experience that. Activated by 4th of December, we've talked of that with respect to United States. 4th of December eclipse was meant to replace a war of effort in Afghanistan with another country. And we can see that as well. But sometimes I, I feel this can, this can come with local violence, physical violence in, in the local community, which we need to be careful about, especially if you're residing in the United States around 28th of December, not to create any kind of misinformation here. I'm just trying to guide based on the astrological aspects. The eclipse was activated back in April. So, uh, you know, the 4th of December eclipse that I spoke of, it was activated in April. So all of us, uh, maybe we release something, maybe we put an end to something in April. And now this, this very, very energetic aspect can be used as the positive impulse to replace that with something equally powerful and more in line with your future growth. So we can use that energy in a constructive fashion by adapting to change versus fighting against it. And the eclipse was activated back in April. If you would remember, that was the time that withdrawal from Afghanistan happened. So personally, you could look at what's lost or released in April and we would start something new in place of that loss on war footing, but it won't be done in the way we thought. In conjuncts, as we discussed, take us through a detour. They take us through a change, of course, which changes the destination that we were going to. So expect a big detour and expect your destination to change with it. And this detour will help you replace what was lost or what was released in April with something more apt for your growth. Coming back to the moon in conjunct Venus, and I'll move to the atonement part of it with it. 
moon in conjunct venus which we are experiencing right now and is a theme of the next two weeks it increases the tension with a loved one and usually with a female there's an imbalance in relationship which moon in conjunct venus shows us but from that very place of seemingly personal crisis comes a point when a change is made it's like a valve that needs release and it's very much pointing to an imbalance between our need to nurture somebody else versus trying to make something of ourselves moon is about nurturing others it's about being the mother venus is about the harlot within us who wants us to be happy so there is an imbalance that is shown between these two very components of our own self of our own psyche the need to nurture somebody else and the need to self love they are at conflict right now with these two and it shows an imbalance where we are going from one extreme to the other in in being either the mother or the lover we're going from one extreme to the other health issues they're steeped which come up they're steeped in lack of nurturing and that get highlighted here it points to the areas of our life that are starved in some ways from nurturing for a very long time venus is our choices and moon is our emotional needs and emotional behavioral patterns the patterns that we are used to exhibiting when these two are at in conjunction with each other means they're not jiving with each other it means that the choices that we have made in our life whether it is in love whether it is in professions the things and people we have chosen they are not meeting the true emotional needs we have that is one imbalance that gets highlighted the second imbalance that sometimes comes is that our own emotional behavior our own emotional patterns the way we go after in a relationship sometimes it does not relate it does not result in the kind of love that we wants out of another so sometimes there is a imbalance that is shown in our emotional patterns which are not helping us achieve what we love or who we love sometimes the way we have our emotional habits they are not in line with what we are trying to achieve so these two our choices and our behavior our choices and our needs they are shown at a clear imbalance in this aspect we become a bottomless pit of needy love with this aspect as i mentioned in the health aspect our body is hungry it's like starved in some ways we are emotionally starved when this aspect happens and we become very emotionally needy in this aspect no matter how many people how many things how many f- food items we try or consume they don't fill us up when this aspect is in play because it's a kind of hunger that is being pointed to you which will not be satisfied with what you're feeding it right now yet honesty does not come very easy honesty is not going to be uh, your forte at this time because we're going to swing from one extreme to another with this aspect we either become the sacrifice uh, you know this sacrifice mom or the sacrificial person who just is always the poor one always the one who's jilted always the one who's cheated upon always the one who's used either we go to that extreme we become that sacrif 
sacrificed mother, universal mother, or we become the selfish harlot. We become the person who's just going to do what they want to do, irrespective of how anybody or anyone in our life is feeling about it. So we will vacillate between these two extremes, unable to satisfy, satisfy either side of us. And it does not, uh, it does not have to be that way. This is the aspect which pushes us to find a middle ground. And sometimes it tells us that you cannot achieve both the things from the same person. Sometimes you have to love on yourself enough if that's what you need. Or sometimes your emotional needs need to be met in a different fashion as compared to your love needs. So nothing seems to help for long in this. Any kind of stimulus, it will go straight to the bottomless pit that I spoke about and disappear till we accept that needs that need is more than just plastering another kind of passionate love affair, another kind of ego fight with somebody or another shot of espresso or worse in terms of substance that we are consuming. So any kind of, you know, this Venus Pluto intensity, as I said, is can be a distraction in this moment because you're just trying to plaster over a deeper need that exists, a deeper emotional need that exists, which is not being satisfied right now. Or we can go to the other extreme of becoming the guilt-inducing self-sacrificing self and say that I'm the goat and sacrifice me this Christmas kind of a thing. We have to deal with the incident. We have to deal with the hunger. We have to deal with the truth of this moment instead of plastering it over with another one of those things. And we have to deal with this in a way by sometimes going to the first point where you were in that pit, where first time you and I were left in that hunger in that pit. So where did it start? Sometimes it, we have to go there. And it's not the most um, entertaining journey. So it's not pleasant. Venus, Pluto can have unpleasant moments and we might need to go there. We might need to go there and it, it doesn't have to be always the mother, though sometimes this is the nurturing of the mother, which is normally pointed to because everything has to be blamed on the mother. So we sometimes it starts there, but sometimes it, it is it could be the first heartbreak. It could be someone you looked for emotional support from, but it never came because they were expecting to find a sassy harlot, but if you, they found a nurturing moon in you. So disappointment can be mutual, which happened at that time because they were expecting something else out of you and you were expecting something else out of them, but you were left in that starved state from that point. So that starting point of being in that bottomless pit of emotional distraught is where we need to go sometimes. And that is where it, it it needs to be healed. It's also pointing to the fact, as I said, that you cannot expect two things from the same person, both emotional support and love in the traditional sense sometimes does not come from the same person. Sometimes it should not come from another person. So this archetype role of mother, the moon and Venus, the lover, men have tried for eternity to get both in the same body and failed, it does not work. It creates hunger for the kind of satisfaction that you're looking for. If you are lucky, we find a person who can satisfy or meet at least one of those needs. 
and sometimes we tend to find a substance or a toy or a something crap we eat to satisfy the other and sometimes it comes in form of a mother who doesn't want you to grow up ever so that need is sometimes satisfied by a husband or a wife and a mother or a father who doesn't want you to grow up ever so you are sometimes meeting both needs in that way but it points to this clear dysfunction and imbalance between sometimes it actually comes as a imbalance between a, a husband or a wife or a partner versus a mother or a father so a clear conflict between trying to balance these two parts of your life or these two needs of your life will come very visually in my view into front over these next two weeks and the imbalance with this aspect normally shows where in our life we are giving up too much of one need to meet the other need Uh, to get emotional needs am i letting the passionate love of my life get away or to get that fire going am i never going to have my emotional needs met so you will be shown where you're trying to go to one or the other extreme with this aspect it doesn't have to be just love with venus and capricorn it also points to jobs and ambitions and career paths the imbalance between a need to do something versus the desire to be somebody else the classic imbalance between what we want for our emotional support and what we want to do for the love of our life essentially the passions so there's a clear imbalance that can be shown in our career and our life path as well this aspect invites a lot of women envy i'm not sure why but it does maybe because as an independent observer it might seem that a person has both the emotional nurturing as well as the love that the the you know this person seems to have both she has the emotional support and she also has the the passionate love to a person who's independent observer it would seem that the person has both because they see them swinging from the extremes of one to another not knowing that they're trying to juggle two parts of their life so it sometimes comes with envy especially women envy who are really who we are related to it it comes with women envy from people who are sometimes very very close part of our network close part of uh, our uh, family sometimes so should you care no but uh, you could choose that observation to know yourself that grass is always greener on the other side that to the other person it looks like a a good play but uh, you're trying to just juggle two extremes of your life women don't tend to jive well under this influence they are unfortunately influenced more by venus retrograde because it does deal with the feminine within us even if you are a male the intensity of emotions is very high creating many charged up equations between women and the spirit it's not pleasant to observe what's going on within each and it's none of our business to be honest to be observing what's going on stay passionate that each one of us stay compassionate to the other that each one of us is dealing with big feelings each one of us is trying to juggle two different needs within us and we bruise very easy during this time sensitivity is way too high in words 
as we deal with these imbalances of our own individual life. Imbalance always calls for trying to incorporate both elements in your life. For men, it might be a compromise between, uh, you know, mother figure and lover. Or for all of us, it could be need and want, trying to balance the two sides. For women, it could be external imbalances. Same as men, but more of internal process as well being worked out. Uh, because they will be feeling this, in my view, at more visceral level, at a more emotional level. North Node has made us pursue something relentlessly for the past two years with the eclipses in Gemini. So another imbalance that this might be showing you is we have worked uh, like when North Node is in a, uh, in a part of our chart, especially in Gemini, we are mentally obsessed with an idea and we pursue it. This is our once in 19 year pursuit of a new thought process, a new skill set or a mindset or a commercial uh, way of being. Now, this full moon charged with this Venus retrograde is asking us to question that choice. Are you pursuing it so fervently? Is, is it truly what you love? Is it truly what you or is it something that you were obsessed about? But is it truly what you want? Is it truly what you love? Because North Node pursuit is very blind pursuit. Path is not clear, but there is a karmic drive to just go after something. And in Gemini, it could be multiple things that you might be going after. But going through this mad drive of new skills, new mind, talking, writing, speaking, new mode of communications, connections, 24-7, being wired and connected with everything. Uh, because we are so scared that the physical connection has been severed with others so we have to very quickly somehow find 10,000 channels to connect with others is it truly is it truly what you want is it truly what you need is it truly what is bringing you joy is 24 7 being connected um, with others is that truly achieving what you wanted is this being on it could be for example for me it's it's doing this is it truly bringing you joy is it truly making you feel happy is it truly changing uh, things for you so venus questions your joy it questions are you loving it are you enjoying it is is it bringing you joy is it bringing you fun so you're going to be uh, sort of be questioned on that uh, as well as part of this full moon, what you have been pursuing for the last two years so fervently, so uh, with a passionate, uh, you know, I'm going for it kind of a mindset. Is it truly achieving what you love? This brings me to atonement. This brings me to the closure of this reading. As we bring this process of emptying the old mind and substituting it with new skills, thoughts and patterns to a logical conclusion and move to making more concrete lucrative, fixed, long-lasting structures over the course of next two years because North Node in Taurus is going to now say, let's simplify, let's fix things now. Is this the option that is going to give you the most value? Is this what you love? Then just go after this one option instead of the 10,000 that you have explored while North Node was in Gemini. So we are going to get some amount of fixity and options over the course of next two years. This full moon is happening at the degree of liberation from the past. This is a dual sign. Gemini is a dual sign. So you can look at this liberation from the past in two ways. The Sambian symbol of this degree of Gemini, it is shown as 
through bankruptcy society gives to an overburdened individual the opportunity to begin again through bankruptcy society gives to an overburdened individual the opportunity to begin again rudyar called this degree as the degree of release from unbearable pressures unbearable pressures freeing one for new tasks so there is a bankruptcy attached with this degree and that's in a in a personal situation you can think of it of some sort of giving up on an option because you're overloaded because it's done what it could you have tried it you have tested it it did not work failure attached to declaring bankruptcy has a negative connotation as a society we look at it as a failure giving up is a failure in in society so there's a failure attached to declaring bankruptcy and it has a negative connotation to giving up or individual failure while this failure is a failure to perform under a specific harsh economic environment bankruptcy especially in united states is looked at as a society saying okay we all try to make this work for him there was not enough demand there was not enough good economic situation in the current situation it did not work bankruptcy is not meant to have a negative connotation it is to say that the idea in a harsh economic environment did not work and there is some amount of social um responsibility a collective responsibility to that failure versus a individual so maybe as a family maybe collectively as a group maybe collectively as an individual without blaming yourself maybe you need to uh, declare bankruptcy on something now the process doesn't have to be same for all of us we each individually might declare bankruptcy in an area of our life where we need this pressure release accepting that a relationship did not stand the pressure of living locked up in a house for 2 years or totally unrelated something else could could happen i mean i'm not quoting real life examples just as an example atonement to forgive yourself to forgive yourself for letting something go leaving behind which might once have been an exciting idea a wild and exuberance idea but now we have a different consciousness we have a different thought process and from that different consciousness a different physical reality must emerge a different physical form must emerge so give yourself the permission to leave something behind with less guilt less guilt of failure difficult to do but that's what atonement is for it's the guiltless failure but more anticipation of opportunity to begin again moon in conjunct pluto during the full moon points to the need to purge and purify to leave a negative history or a emotional pattern of the past behind it could be not a bankruptcy on a specific relationship it could be a pattern this did not help me before this pattern did not work for me before and purging that emotional pattern out of your life so it does not carry forward its baggage in the future relationships that you're about to embark upon so the past failures does not ride on the 
new economic situation or the new projects that you're embarking upon giving permission for the future people and events in your life to be different from the past can we allow that give the future the permission of not being prejudged by the past people and the past failure can we allow that can we allow the future to be unencumbered in some ways sometimes the bankruptcy in our relationship with the females especially in our life a relationship that has undermined our personal satisfaction somehow declaring bankruptcy on that can restore our ability to love can restore our ability to care can restore our ability to be positive about relationships we have to declare failure sometimes in that relationship and it's not a personal failure a relationship always involves two people more than one person it's a collective failure because due to environmental factors that relationship cannot any more sustain the stress of time we have to actively try to atone and not blame ourselves for the failure or the purge of that what we need to leave behind to have a unencumbered future ahead for us it's a pressure valve that needs release as we make space for 2022 as we make space for a new thought form to grow that's what i have for you and we are going to usher in 2022 together unencumbered have a great new year ahead i might have a couple of more videos to do before that and i'll see you in those videos again thank you